Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be here tonight? Are you excited to be here tonight? Those in the house and those online, are you all excited to be here tonight? Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's worship the name of God. Let's give him all the praises for another time before him. Spirit of the living God, I thank you tonight. I thank you because tonight you are going to set free. Tonight you are going to deliver. Tonight you will liberate. Tonight will be the first night of someone's new level, next level, in the precious name of Jesus. When somebody wakes up, it's a new day already. It's a new life. It's a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Somebody's 2.0 experience will begin tonight. And all the glory we will give unto you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Let's appreciate these wonderful people, honestly. And the other guy, you are blessed in this church. That is the truth. Please, you have chosen that which is good. Hold on to it. Every time I see you online, so, and I ask information about you, so I know a little bit about you more than you think I know. You're doing well. This is a blessing. Fantastic. So, we appreciate you. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Let's take our seats. I want to thank God for Pastor Marion, Pastor Stephanie, still not here tonight, but she's joining us online. I want to thank God for their life, for this covenant relationship. Now, a covenant relationship is not a relationship you take lightly. It is a relationship God chose for you. So it is not what you, it is the one God puts into your life. And I want to thank God because that is what we have. Uh, I was telling David on our way here, until I met Pastor Marion, I don't travel beyond end of October. I don't like to travel in the winter. I don't want to get stuck at the airport. Then, you know, it's not this cold. It's not cold this year, but, you know, we don't have your cold. What you have in the East Coast, we don't have it in California. So I stopped traveling to the East Coast by October. But I found out, because since God has brought us together, I've not been here in the summer. I've been coming in the time I didn't want to come. Glory be to the name of the Lord. That is what you do. And I want to thank God for their lives, for what, for the vision, for what, if I see a man of vision, I can recognize one by God's grace. The first time I entered him here, I saw vision. I saw greatness. And when we're talking about greatness, we thank God for the expanse of this land, for this auditorium, fantastic. But you are the people. So when we talk about greatness, that greatness is in you. So the vision is for you. So I know God has positioned this man and woman to lead you to fulfillment of your destiny. In the precious name of Jesus, you will get there. So I want to appreciate them for this opportunity. We won't take it for granted. Pastor, you know I love you with all, all of my heart. I appreciate what you are doing. And Pastor Stephanie, I hope you are online. I appreciate you all two together. Thank you very much for this opportunity. You have a wonderful pastor and wonderful pastor's wife. That is the truth. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And I want to thank God for all the leaders, everybody, and those that have been taking us around. We, we feel at home. We don't need too much, uh, you know, we feel at home. That's just what it is. But at the same time, we thank you for all the honor. We thank you, Michael. We thank you, Matt. We thank you, everybody. Uh, God bless you. Tonight, we are going to get into the word of the Lord. I'm going to be speaking on the exploit of faith. The exploit of faith. The Bible says, those who do know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Those who do know their God. It means exploit or result or testimonies in life or breakthroughs in life or manifestations in life that you experience is directly a 
product of your knowledge of him, you will not enjoy, you will not experience the power of God beyond your revelation of God. Those who do know their God shall be strong. So your knowledge of him is determined, your strength is determined by your knowledge of him. You are only as strong as your knowledge of God. He said they shall be strong. Then that strength will result in exploit. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So tonight we are going to be looking into exploit of faith. What can be accomplished by faith? The benefit of faith. Now, I want to start by saying, now, what is faith? What is faith? Faith is not just what you believe in your heart. That is where it begins. Faith is what you do with what you believe. Because the Bible says, faith without it is nothing. So, everything you believe means nothing without action without living it as a lifestyle. Um, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. So everything we see in scripture, we convert it to a lifestyle. We live it. Then you are a man and a woman of faith. Again, what is faith? Faith is not just what you believe. Faith is what you do from what you discover from the Bible. Is somebody following me tonight? At the beginning of this pandemic, I heard some people say something happened a hundred years ago like this. I wasn't born a hundred years ago. I didn't know what happened. So now, to me, it was a new challenge. It was a new problem. It was a new thing. So we have to contend with in our world. Then I said to myself, the Bible says, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the days that you are challenged, in order, you, your strength is small. So what does that mean? Get more strength. So what is the strength of a, Christ, of a believer? Faith. What is the source of faith? God's word. We did something in our church. The moment, and I know Pastor did something like that here too. The moment he started, we started streaming service every day. Because I said to myself, this is time we need to put more strength to God's people. Until about three weeks ago, I think, we streamed service daily since March. Every day, something is on, streaming live from our church. Because if you faint in the days of adversity, if you faint the days or you, you grow weary, you grow discouraged, when you are challenged, let me say your strength is small. Now, not that you cannot overcome those things, but you have no strength to go through them. That is why I like a church like this, a church that teaches the word of God. What does that mean? They're giving you strength. So tonight I'm teaching on the exploit of faith. You cannot experience God beyond your knowledge of him. What you know of him determines how you stand in the days that you are challenged. I said in the morning, I said, you are going to be challenged. That is the truth. You are going to go through difficulties. But that is the only reason you will have a testimony. Without challenge, without a conflict, you can't call yourself a winner. A champion emerges out of conflict, out of a battle. Is somebody hearing me tonight? So even when you are going through stuff, something is going on in your life, something is going on, you want to see you come out of it. Now, I've told a lot of people in the course of this lockdown, I tell people, and I'm going to say it tonight, don't make COVID-19 your personal problem. It's a universal challenge. What does that mean? Don't say, I cannot do this, I can't become this because of the lockdown. Yes, I know it places some restriction on you, some restriction on all of us. But at the same time, I said in the morning, I want to repeat, God and heaven, they are not locked down. You can still pray. You can still believe God for a miracle. You can still believe God. This is the truth. Let me repeat this again. What many Christians did was this. The moment the lockdown started, we can't go to church. 
we can do this, we can do all those things, then we lower our expectation for the year. That is not scriptural. Light has more beauty when there is light, when there is darkness. The beauty of light, the relevance of light is in darkness. So this is an opportunity for Christians to stand tall. Not to lower our expectation for the year. Now you're going to hear in the news, the government will say nothing work this year. State government will say the same thing. Federal government will say the same thing. Because they are not Christian. So as Christians, we belong to a different world. And that is what we are going to be looking into God's world tonight. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 and 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1 17 and 18, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So we need opening of our eyes to know God's plan for us. God did not plan for you and I to perish with COVID-19. It is not God's plan that COVID-19 would destabilize our lives. First, we need to change how we think. We need to change our perspective. As a Christian, when you see unbelievers complaining, you don't join them. Your case is different. If you are four in the room, three of them agree to something negative, you don't join them. You become the lone voice out. You speak faith. You speak what the word of God says. You speak as God's child. Are you following me tonight? So, because what? Christianity is the life that we live. Faith is a life that we live. Faith is a lifestyle. Now, in Hebrews, which I call the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11, I call it the chapter of Hall of Faith. But I say, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Now, let me explain that. It takes faith to be faithful in Titan. That is the truth. It takes faith unfaithfulness in tithing. The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice unto God, which is a form of giving, right? It takes faith. Those that do it faithfully is a matter of faith. Those that don't do it faithfully is a matter of faith. Praise the Lord. So what is faith in this sin? Faith is you believe God to honor his word in your life. All of us wants to be rich. Is that right? How many of us want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. How many of us can still use about a million dollars if somehow it happens? How many of us will need it? My hand is up. And if you don't need it, you can raise your hand. And if Angel drops it, you can drop it in my bag or something. <laughs> I'll fly it back home. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, my brother. The Lord bless you. He raised two hands and his leg. In the precious name of Jesus, let it be to you according to your faith. Now, the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. Faithfulness in tithing and offering is a function of faith. If you get to a point when you have faith that you cannot give God without return, you will never stop giving. So when people don't give, they don't give because they don't have faith. They want to be blessed. What is faith? Confidence in a system. What is faith? Confidence in a thing. Some people go to Las Vegas and they put their money. They put in the machine. Nobody has ever prospered playing casino. But people will never stop because their faith is in those things. But people, millions of people on the planet have prospered in the kingdom. 
So faith is your confidence, is the demonstration of your confidence in what you believe. Now it says, now let me read again. In verse 6 it says, by faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. First, as a Christian, you never come to God's house with doubts. You never come to the house of God in and out of your mind. You have to believe God a hundred percent. Now, so you ask me, so how do you go about it? This is the truth. If I give an offering or a tithe or a seed, I don't even think about it. I trust God so much that it will come back to me. Because giving in the kingdom is sowing a seed. For example, you have a lot of land here. We don't have this luxury in California. You have a lot of land here. Maybe we have some people here that do farming. Is somebody here, anybody here know somebody that has a farm or grow something? Now, when we give in the kingdom, it's a demonstration of our faith in God. If you have a farm or you have a friend that, have, that, ha, that has a farm, have you ever seen somebody plant a seed and go there the next day and be prophesying over it? I've never seen anybody. Would. Does that make sense? Have you done that before? I mean, somebody planted a seed last night and going there every day, prophesying to grow, prophesying to grow. A seed will naturally grow. A seed will naturally grow. You can't plant a seed in the ground by faith and don't have an harvest. Now, somebody now asked me, but pastor, I've given before, I didn't see anything. Maybe because of your agitations. Because some of us, we give, but the seed, we don't let it die. What do I mean? You have a seed in the ground, you open it the next day to see if it is there. Is there, then you close it, you go back. Then the next day you come again, you open the ground, you dig it, you bring it out, you put it back, you go back. You do that every day. This seed will never grow. Some of us, that is what happens with our agitations. It just shows we don't really trust God. Right? Say, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. Hallelujah. Now, this is where we're going. He said, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. When God called Abraham out, he didn't tell him the, detail, the full details of the journey. And the Bible said, not knowing where he was going, he went out. Faith is doing whatever God says without asking questions. Let me tell you a little bit of my story. When I came to the United States, the Holy Spirit spoke to me expressly. I could never pretend not to hear him. He said, I have brought you to the United States to use you to bless my people. He said, don't do anything secular. No secular job, no secular business. And I will take care of you. Now, you won't appreciate that because unless you put yourself in our shoes, because when we move from America here, we want to make money. So, it's like, what's the purpose of coming? <laughs> so, it was, I'm telling you the truth now, I, was, I have never been tempted to disobey God on that instruction. I trusted what he told me. The moment I got home, my, my wife was in California before me one year, I called, I said, this is what God said to me. God said, don't walk. Preach. Preach. And we got started involved in ministry. I've lived all my life around preaching ministry. I met David a couple of months. The first two, three months that I came in the US, to the U.S., 
in year 2000, where did we meet? In the church. We have lived, I've lived my life like that till now. Now, what is faith? Faith is doing whatever God says. Now, you ask me now, Pastor, would you do something different the next time? Never. Obeying him has paid off. Faith is doing whatever God says without questioning. This is where we have challenges. When God lays something on your heart, you want to tell somebody stronger than you in faith, not somebody at your level, not somebody below your level, they will talk you out of it. Are you hearing me tonight? When God ministers something to you, and you know this is bigger than you, you are struggling to obey it, you want to run to the pastor. If you can't say pastor, you say pastor Mark. You say, sir, this is what the Lord laid in my heart. Because they will push you to do it quickly. You will not experience your blessing until you obey God. But this is where we have challenges. When God lays something in our heart, we tell our peers. We tell our friends. Sometimes we tell people that don't even have faith. Then they tell you, well, that doesn't make sense. I have tons of people, when I came in year 2000, I told people, I said, I'm a pastor. This is what God wants me to do. I have people call me foolish, lazy, all kinds of names. I also say, this is America. We pay bills here. I have people say all kinds of things. I look at them and I laugh. Because now, years down the road, many of them, all of them came back to me and said, there was something you knew that we didn't know. When God speaks to you, if it is bigger than you, you go run after somebody that can help you do it. Not people that will talk you out of it. Now, if all of us hold a conference and agree against the will of God, all of us agree, popular opinion can't change God's will. Because God will always be God. Rabbi say, by faith, Abraham. Let's look at the story of Abraham. Rabbi say, he left not knowing where he was going. And we call him the father of faith. Now the question is this. How many of us will God say, rise, begin to travel, and you won't ask? There's nothing wrong in asking. But to God, God wants you to just do it. How many of us tonight, how many of us have made mistakes before in our lives? You've made some mistakes before. I've made many, a lot. How many of us have made mistakes in our lives before? Right? After you made a mistake, I want to teach you something tonight. And I know pastors have taught you. And after you made a mistake, you just realize you made a mistake shortly after you made a decision. Because you remember you had a nudge in your spirit not to go that route. How many of us have said that before? Just shortly after the decision was until you have made a mistake, you now remember you had a nudge not to. How many of us have said that before? You know that one nudging is the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit stopping you. Why is this important? You must be able to recognize when God is leading you. You must be able to recognize the nudging of the Holy Spirit. You must be able to recognize when God says no. Go ahead. Do this because for you to have something to obey, you must be able to know when God speaks. Are you hearing me? Okay. Secondly, God can speak to you directly. Like I've told you, by nudging you. Some of us are waiting to hear God audibly like I'm speaking now. Many of us will never get there. But God can speak through an impression on your spirit. He just weigh in on your spirit. You just knew you need to do this or you don't need to do this. Some years back, a friend of mine visited us in California. We were going to San Francisco to preach in a church. He was going to preach in a church and I was following him. So as we midway, we had a split on a, on a freeway. This is the best route, normally, 
just before we got here, he was driving. I said, don't let us take that place. He said, why? I said, I just had a nudge in my spirit. Let's go here. He said, oh, it's 6 o'clock. Most of the traffic will be drying up by now if you are thinking about traffic. I said, well, I had a nudge in my spirit. So anyway, he overruled me because he was driving. Five minutes after, we saw an 18-wheeler caught fire. Both ends were blocked completely. The truth was this. The service was over before we got there. We were stuck in there for about two hours. By the time we got there, they were closing. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you by a nudge. Now somebody now says something. He said, well, I still don't have the nudge. The Holy Spirit speaks to you from the Bible. Every word from the Bible is God speaking to you. Are you hearing me? Now, somebody said, well, I don't know when God speaks. Obey everything the Bible says. Do everything the Bible says to do without question. That is God speaking to you. Now, the, the word of God says the Bible is the most sure word of prophecy. The prophecy of Scripture is more sure than the greatest preacher that you know. So what should I do? Obey everything that the Bible says to do. It won't make sense. It has never made sense. It didn't make sense when God said to me, don't walk. Don't do anything secular. God said, preach. First of all, I was just coming to the United States. Preach to who? <laughs> I mean, can't you just let me do one or two things and preach later when I get acclimatized? The Holy Spirit said, no. He said, preach the word, and I will take care of you. And I can tell you today, by the grace of God, God has fulfilled that prophecy. I have never been tempted to, I've never earned a dollar in America with a, on a secular job. So, Pastor, did you do it? Faith in God's word. Was it bumpy? It was bumpy. But it was good it was bumpy. That's why we have a testimony. Some of us, the bumps in our lives is just a passage to where we are going. It is not our destination. So you don't talk when you are in a transit point as if you have reached where you are going. What is going on in our lives, that's not where we are headed. It's a passage to where we are going. Where you are going is where God is taking you now. We've, we connected from Chicago yesterday. I don't care the weather in Chicago. I checked the weather here before we came. I didn't check Chicago. Let it be minus 100 degrees. It's not my business. Because that's not my destination. Is somebody hearing me tonight? Chicago, it wasn't my destination. It was a transit point. Let it be 100 degree. Let it be 500 degree. Let it be 1,000 degree. I was passing through. The storms and the challenges that anyone may have in their life, that's not where you are going. Stop looking at it as if you are at your destination. Because when you do, you will lose the energy to get to where you are going. And it will now look as if that's where I was going. No, that's not what it is. God has a good plan for you and I. So that's it. By faith, Abraham obey when he was called out to go to a place which he will receive for an inheritance. Hallelujah. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, Bible says, verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Now, let, let me explain that to us. I know we all know the story when the Lord said to Abraham, go offer to me Isaac, your only son. Now the Bible says it here. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding, Abraham concluded that God was able to raise him up from the dead. What does that mean? Every promise God had for Abraham could only find fulfillment in Isaac. Is that right? Isaac was the seed of the promise. 
Then the Lord now said to him, that Isaac, of whom through all the promises will come, go kill him. That doesn't make sense. Now the question is this, what happened to the promises? That's what the Bible is saying here. Let me read it again. Hebrews 12 and verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, verse 18, of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Now, when you killed Isaac, then there is no more promise to be fulfilled. Because it was on the basis of Isaac that the promise will be fulfilled. Now, God now said to him, that Isaac, I want to kill him for sacrifice. The Bible says, Abraham concluded in his mind that God was able to raise him, even if I killed him. Why is this important to us today? I don't know why I'm saying this, but you want me to say this. If you feel pressure to give, maybe there is a call for offering, there is something in church to, to, and it was a very bad time. And you feel, you know this is about you, you are closer than your manifestation than you think. One day, about two years ago or so, I go to church, and I've never done that before. I said, the Holy Ghost said to me today, and the Holy Ghost said to me, and I announced it to the church. I said, the Holy Ghost said to me, everybody today, you must double your giving. Everybody, whatever you had in mind, double it. And I announced it, and I just left. And people gave. One week later, one sister came and testified. In a short, within a period of, in, in one week, she had gotten the double she gave multiplied by 10. But she said to, in the testimony, she said, that day was the day of my titan. So in other words, I have to double the titan. He said, I said, what a day for pastor to say this. It should have been any other day, not a titan day. She said, but I gave anyway. God needs to prove your obedience. God rewards obedience. And the only way for him to reward obedience is to demonstrate your faith. Now, without living the lifestyle of faith, there is no proof that you will obey him. And God needs your obedience more than anything else. God needs your obedience. Somebody asked me before and said, you know, we can debate all these things. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. You can study on it. Nothing matters to God more than obedience. Nothing matters to him more than obedience. God being able to trust you that you will do whatever he says. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me tonight? Is somebody following me tonight? So now, let's see some demonstration of faith. Some demonstration of faith. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, the Bible says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Now, the boat was troubled, but Jesus was sleeping. There are people that can't go on a boat for fear of sinking. So what is fear? There are people that can't get on a flight because of fear of flying. Some years back, I was in Los Angeles for an event. And just at the entry, entrance of the hall, then I saw a group of people gather on a woman, and she was crying. And it was an older woman. And I was interested. I said, what's going on here? She was crying. She was crying. And everybody was talking to her. Now, ask me what was the problem. She flew for the first time in her life. And she flew from Texas. Now, she already landed. 
the worst scenario. Don't fly back. Go back by road. This woman had not recovered from the turbulence. And the daughter that was with her said there was no turbulence. That there was no turbulence. This woman kept crying because of the flight she already made. Then people were telling her, you, are, you just go back by road. I said, ma'am, don't worry, that's fine, you're already here. You go back by road. But she was saying, I would never in my life go on a flight. I said, yes, fine, never get on a plane. You go back by road, but stop crying. You don't know how much some people are tormented by the spirit of fear. So, some people are in prison. That's why I titled that book, Escaping Your Prison. The title should have been From Fear to Faith. But many people are in spiritual prison of fear. Now, this woman kept crying. I also know one woman had an accident once in a car. She would never drive on the freeway. This for over 15 years now. She had an accident, she had the accident before I came to the US. So over 20 years, she will never ever get on the freeway. But Jesus was on a troubled boat. Let me say he was asleep on a pillow. Was sleeping on a pillow. Hallelujah. Now, something happened. There's a teacher. Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. No matter what is going on in our lives, they are allowed to continue until we learn how to open our mouth and declare. You have some storms going on in your life. Some situations are not exactly what you want and how you want it. Have you opened your mouth to declare against it? Have you tell your troubles, stop? Have you told the storm of your life, enough is enough? Is somebody hearing me tonight? Have you declared? Have you, yeah, we thank God it's a prophetic church. Pastor is always prophesying. But there are some things you can handle on your own before you get, to, get on Sunday. You can deal with some situations. Faith is opening your mouth to declare the word of God on your situations. If you're here tonight, you have some challenges in your office. You have somebody bothering you or somebody, yeah, that's fine. Pastor will agree with you. But as a Christian, demonstrate your Christianity. Go there and declare. And I don't care if they see you doing it. You're not committing a crime. You can get to your office and declare in the precious name of Jesus. Anyone that troubles Israel in this office, anyone that troubles me in this office will not have peace unless they repent or they go. Somebody said, what are you talking about? I just prayed. I just prayed. Faith, you, demo, uh, 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 you demonstrate your faith. Faith is demonstration of the word of God. Now, if Abraham didn't do nothing, we will have nothing to read. We will have nothing to study. Praise the Lord. We will have absolutely nothing to study. We will have nothing. So faith must be demonstrated. Now, we, we, the Bible calls Abraham the father of faith. In Romans chapter 4, let's go into Romans chapter 4. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Romans 4 verse 17, I'm going to read. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who believes, who gives life to the dead, and cause those things which do not exist as though they did. That's very clear. Now, how many of us in here we believe God? How many of us say we believe Him? Now, how many of us believe everything He tells us? <laughs> Amen. So that is where the enemy is hiding. It makes you believe God, but it doesn't make you believe what He says. So, why did I say you don't believe? Every act of disobedience is in disbelief of God. Every time. You, you can, you can, now, you know, we need to have to be careful of how we do. Most of us, I believe, will do anything pastor says to do. Is that right? Because, you know, he's a man of integrity. 
Chapter 1, verse 9, the pastor says, oh, Sam, I don't know who Sam is, you know. pastor says, Sam, pastor called you in the afternoon. I said, Sam, when you're coming to church tonight, don't come with a car. Take Uber or something because the Lord asked me to bless you with a car. How many of us will not believe that? How many of us will believe that? How many of us will take a car and say, in case pastor doesn't mean it? <laughs> Is that right? Now, all of us will believe that, right? If pastor tells me, Pastor Isaac, when you are coming, make an arrangement, you're going to take my car, I'm going to give you my car. I'm going to come with two guys because I will believe him because he's a man of integrity, right? You see how easy for us to believe a man than we believe God. You see, we believe God, but we don't believe his word. Let me feel at home to say this. Everyone that does not tithe faithfully does not trust God. That's what it is. I tithe faithfully because I trust him. I have no choice. I have to trust him. <laughs> I have to trust him. I don't have any happiness. I have to trust him. So how do you know every disobedience I know we have reasons, we have excuses. Now, like I use an illustration. Somebody now, pastor said, don't come with a car. I'm going to give you a car. And the pastor show up with a car by himself. And say, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. I know you promised me a car. I brought this car because uh, I needed to stop at the car wash and bring it. You know, I'll figure it out. You know, you're not going to say that. When it comes to God, we make excuses to explain how to our disobedience. Every disobedience, we have missed a miracle. Every obedience is followed by manifestation. Every obedience. Every time you obey God, a manifestation will happen. Every time. Every time. Every time you obey God, something manifests. So what is that obedience? Faith. Faith is the demonstration of our confidence in God. Now let's look at Abraham. The Bible says here, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, Abraham was believing God for only one child. He didn't even pray for twins. He didn't pray for two or three. One. He said that I may have one child out of my own loins. One. God now said, I have made you father of many nations. He wasn't asking for nations. One revelation there. God does not see you the way you are. God sees you in his own plan. Abraham didn't have a child, but God saw a nation. I have made thee a father of many nations, not just one nation. The Bible says, in the presence of God, whom he believed. He believed God who gives life to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they did. Let me ask you, say something tonight. We all believe God does miracle, right? And we believe God can change our story. Now the question is that, why do we struggle to believe he will change our own story? I'm saying faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear God's word, the more faith that you have. That is why you don't want every opportunity, every time pastor is on this place, Somebody wants to be there. It is more important than anything else. That's the truth. Because most of other things we prioritize in our life can't add to our destiny. Only the word of God can. An hour, 90 minutes, two hours to spend time to hear some word from God carries value that you can ever imagine. Now, the Bible says in verse 18, Abraham who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So Abraham had hope in an hopeless situation. That's what it means. In an hopeless situation, he had hope. Abraham believed when nothing was believable. Hallelujah. 
Now, verse 19. Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, as at that time, further study of scripture says this. Both of them are uh, productively dead. They were dead. What does that mean? They had passed the level of intimacy. So now, God promised to hold people that could not even remember the last time they were intimate. God promised them a child. Bible say Abraham believed. For we walk by faith and not by sight. What does by sight mean? I don't think God knows what he's talking about. When last did we meet, husband and wife? Because the Bible recorded in Genesis that they had stopped being together. But the Bible says Abraham believed. Abraham didn't try to figure it out. Abraham didn't make excuses for God. He didn't ask questions. The Bible says he believed. Faith is believing whatever God says. And if you don't learn to obey God on small, small instructions, you won't hear the big stuff. God speaks to us every day, little by little, little by little, little by little. You, you, you'll be shocked at how, how some things that you think doesn't matter to God that the Holy Spirit will tell you. It's an opportunity for you to develop your faith, to develop your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. You may get home, you plan before service, before morning service, you plan, well, I'm going to visit a family. You might just be on your way home, the Holy Spirit just nudge you. Just stay home. Don't visit them today. So, well, I've, I've, I've promised, I've given my word. My word and your word are not immutable when God speaks. Why? God has seen ahead. You might get to those friends' house, something trapped you there, you miss evening service. And God knew you are going to be blessed in the evening service. So, faith is obeying God without question. Abraham knew their bodies were dead. He knew they could not produce, biologically speaking, naturally speaking. But he believed. He believed. The Bible says, who contradict to hope in no belief, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Verse 19. Let's read verse 19 together, all of us. Verse 19 and 20, as a matter of fact. Verse 19 and 20. Let us read, everybody. Let's go. So he never doubted God in the process. He never doubted him. He did not waver. There was no time that he doubted God's ability. Faith is not doubting God. Faith is believing whatever God says. Now the Bible now says he was giving glory to God. He was already thanking God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. There are people here tonight in the precious name of Jesus. Everything that God ordained for you in 2020, you may not look like it. It may not look like it. It may look as if the year is ended. I prophesy in the precious name of Jesus, this year will not end without your miracle. Abraham believed. Abraham believed. Somebody said, this year is already gone. It's not gone nowhere until you get your miracle. God created the earth. Everything we see in six days. Everything in six days. So we still have almost 40 days or 45 days left this year. God has more than enough time to bless you. He has more than enough time to change your story. How many of us believe that tonight? If you believe it, I'd like you to confess it. God has more than enough time to bless me. 
Open your mouth and declare it tonight. The Bible says you shall have whatever you say. I want to say, tell somebody, God has more than enough time to bless me. God has extra time to bless me. God has not finished with me yet. Open your mouth and declare after me in the name of Jesus. Before this year is over, I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle job. I receive my breakthrough. I receive my manifestations in the precious name of Jesus. God has more time. God has extra time to visit me. God has more time. He has extra time to manifest his power in my lives. God has not finished with me yet. This year will not end without my breakthrough. This year will not end without my visitation. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you shall have whatever you say. The life of faith is an active life. We keep quiet too much as Christians. God wanted to see the whole confusion at the beginning change. He began to speak. God spoke everything into existence. You can speak your future into existence. You can confess God's word. Don't you know every opportunity you have? Every time you see something speaks negative to you, it's an opportunity to speak God's word back. You know, uh, one of my daughters in the church, spiritual daughter, went to DMV. And she was talking to the DMV staff. And for whatever reason, two things were wrong in her documentation. Maybe she forgot them at home. Then the lady said, oh, sorry, bad luck comes in doubles. And this Christian child says, don't ever talk to me like that. We don't have bad luck here. That's negative. Don't say bad luck comes to me in double. I don't even have one bad luck. Why did I say that? Don't accept nonsense from people, from folks around you, from anywhere. If it is contrary to God's word, speak back. You speak back. When you speak, Something goes in motion in the realms of the spirit. You know God will honor his word in your mouth the same way he will honor his word in pastor's mouth. The difference is that pastor is speaking. If you declare God's word with faith the way pastor will declare it, God will honor it in your mouth the same way, because the Bible says he's no respect of person. So we have to live this life. So faith is the life that we live. I would say the just shall live by faith. We take, you are taking a decision. You ask yourself, before you calculate, ask yourself, what does God want me to do? What does the Bible say? I said earlier on, you say, I've never heard God's voice. You can read every scripture. Every scripture in the pages of the Bible is God speaking to you. You can read something, God's word, and begin to act on it. Begin to do it. Begin to do it. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray tonight that you will become strong in faith. In the name of Jesus. I pray tonight that when you are confronted when you are challenged, you'll be able to declare God's word in the name of Jesus. You can declare God's word over your bodies. You wake up, you feel some pains, you feel different, you feel extra tired. You tell yourself, no, you can't hold me down sickness. No, I cannot be sick because Jesus died, shed his blood for me already. I rebuke you, you foul spirit of infirmity. Christianity is the life that we live. When COVID-19 started, I said in the precious name of Jesus, I am not one of them that will be infected with COVID-19. It's God's word. There will be none sick in their camp. 
nobody will be sick. So whether it is COVID-19 or COVID-20, it doesn't matter. Sickness is sickness. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And you also, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of the Holy Spirit over your life that you will live above sicknesses, above infirmity in the name of Jesus. Nobody under the sound of my voice will go down with COVID-19. You will come out stronger in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God's name. So that's what it is. The lifestyle of faith must be demonstrated by what we do. Faith is not something you believe in your heart that is passive, that you don't do nothing about. That's not faith. But I'm saying if you faint in the days of adversity, you don't have faith in the first place. So faith is how you respond to situations. How you respond to situations. What is the difference if, Christian, if unbelievers are afraid, Christians are afraid? Then why are we Christian? Are you hearing me tonight? Let's rise to our feet. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's rise to our feet. I'm going to be closing now. Let's wave our hands to Jesus. Let's thank him for an awesome time tonight. As you do that, I want you to begin to make declaration where you are. Begin to confess God's word over every situation. Now, listen, everything you declare tonight will become a testimony. But open your mouth and begin to declare the word of God on anything. If there is a challenge in your business, open your mouth and begin to prophesy over it. If you have problem medically, open your mouth and begin to prophesy over your body. If you have if you are struggling financially, open your mouth and begin to declare the word of God over it. Just open your mouth and say something tonight. Somebody open your mouth and say something. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Open your mouth and declare the word of God. Declare your desire. Declare what you want. Declare what you want to say. Open your mouth. There is power in your tongue. There is power in your mouth when you declare the word of God. Somebody open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. Design this week. I want you to decorate. Declare how you want this week to be. This week is going to be glorious. It's going to be profitable. It's going to be a week of blessing. I'm going to end this week with a lot of blessing, a lot of money in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and declare whatever you want to see. Anything you say God will do. But open your mouth and declare in the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth and declare whatever you are. Open your mouth tonight. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Open your mouth. The lifestyle of faith has to be demonstrated. You have to speak to situations. Jesus spoke to the tree. He spoke to the storm. He spoke to the lunacy spirit. You can speak to every situation that is contrary to God's plan in your life. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I declare over your life tonight that whatever you have declared will become a testimony. I declare that everything you have said you will see in the name of Jesus. I declare a change of situation. I declare a change of story. Before this year ends, some of you will come on this altar to testify of the great things that God has done in your life. He has done in your finances. He has done in your homes. He has done in your marriage. He has done with your business in the name of Jesus. Nothing happens when we don't do anything. Christians are supposed to be taking authority. You get to your business. You get to your office in the morning. You declare every day. Every day. You declare what you want to see next. What you want to see next. You can get some figures. By the end of this series, what you declare it every day. Every day. Every day. You prophesy. Hallelujah. That is living the lifestyle of faith. Living by God's word. Everything we know in the Bible means nothing if we don't apply it. Thank you, Jesus.
Lord, we worship your name tonight. Lord, I thank you because you will honor your word in the mouth of your people. I thank you for manifestations. I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for change of situation. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. This brother here coming. Please don't mind. I just want to lay hands on you. The one in the middle. You. Don't look back. You. Come in. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray a touch of your power over your son. I decree in the precious name of Jesus, let your power flow for a deliverance and breakthrough in Jesus' precious name. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let the brother also come. Thank you, Jesus. The brother with the phone, let him come. I saw some hunger in him. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, touch your son with your power. Manifest your power. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Do we have like a few minutes? Are you sure? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's lift those hands up to God tonight. Come on, come here. Hallelujah. Just give me your hand. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I release your power into this vessel. In the precious name of Jesus, receive it. In the name of Jesus, yes. In the precious name of Jesus, glory to the name of the Lord. How many of us in here, we are in business? We are in business. I want to come forward. We are in business. Any kind of business. We have our home business. Just come. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I prophesy increase over every business that is represented here. I prophesy increase. I prophesy increase. I prophesy increase. I release angels to divert people to announce your business to the world in the precious name of Jesus. Receive it in the 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 name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. I prophesy over every businessman and every businesswoman in this assembly, those watching online. God of increase will visit you in the name of Jesus. God of increase will visit you. A prosper Joseph in Egypt. How many of us know that even when things, when the economy is bad, how many of us know that Christian businesses are exempted? That is part of our mentality we have to think. We have to change. When God wants to bless you, God does not need Wall Street to sound right. Whatever is happening from White House cannot influence, affect God wants to do in your life. In Egypt, when the nation went into bankruptcy, Joseph was buying everything. You know, there was a time he they brought themselves to him. They said, buy us. They were trading everything for him. He prospered when the nation was in bankruptcy. 
COVID-19 will not hinder your blessing. It will not hinder your liftings in the name of Jesus. And everyone in paid employment, the Bible says promotion comes not from the east, not from the west, north or south. It comes only from the Lord. Everyone in employment in this church, now and those online, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy promotions into your life. I prophesy supernatural favor in the name of Jesus. And those that need a new job and a change of job, I declare open heavens for new jobs in the name of Jesus. Before this year ends, you will get your job. Before the end of this year, you will have your job in the name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's worship him because God has done it. I want you to know God has done it. I want you to believe it and that settles it. Believe that God has done it. Believe that God has done it. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I cannot wait for you to share your testimony because God has visited you in Jesus' precious name. By the time this COVID-19 is over, no matter what has happened right now, your business will double in the name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Pastor, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here again. I said thank you for the opportunity to be here again this year. In the precious name of Jesus, nothing will remain the same in this church. God has given you a voice in this city, in this state, in the name of Jesus. Whether the devil likes it or not, that voice will be heard in the name of Jesus. This church is not slowing down. This church, this pastor is not retiring. This pastor is refiring in the precious name of Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And I came in yesterday, I saw this new development here. I prophesy in the precious name of Jesus. Multitude, as they move in here, they will step into this church. As they move in here, they will step in here. As they move in here, they will... God knew ahead of time that this will become a residential neighborhood. He knew. So the church is just being ready. Because people will come in large numbers in that precious name of Jesus. Glory be to God's name. Thank you for coming again. Glory be to the name of the Lord.